The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Invasion by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside the... Zachary Newton, your other host. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Cut me off. I was going to say the one and only, and then you were going to... I wasn't expecting such an extraordinary introduction. You know what it is? I've been doing things all day that have been rewiring my neural pathways. It's a fancy way of saying I went to a different movie theater that I don't usually go to, Mm. and... uh, yeah, I saw Oppenheimer, man. That's awesome. I'm gonna rewire my neural pathways this weekend. <laughs> where, where are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna go watch Oppenheimer somewhere. Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Probably not at the theater near me. Uh, hey, man. If I can recommend one, is to go to the one I went to today. Huge screen. The one. The one thing you you cannot do. Mm-hmm. The crime against cinema is you cannot watch Oppenheimer in a small theater with like bad speakers you can't do it so yeah i went had a glorious experience i think i need to watch it at least one more time more and yeah incredible i know that's not what this pod is about but i think maybe we should go watch it together one time yeah i was gonna say if if i can get into imax and find a couple tickets this weekend let me know well i don't know i'll let you know well actually let me know let me know but you know i'll let you know if we'll it's see. not this weekend, I do want to watch it in the massive IMAX in Fort Lauderdale. That's where I so, was going to try and go. It's it's sold out. It's sold well, out. So you're going to have to watch the first time. Some tickets. <laughs> you're going to have to watch it in a different place first, and then we'll go to that one. Okay. Together. All right. We'll plan okay. that one out. I wonder if there's anybody in South Florida listening to the show right now who'd want to do like a local Oppenheimer meetup. But a meetup at the Fort Lauderdale IMAX. Let's. That'd do be it. cool. That'd be cool. Anyways, all right. Let's get into it. Invasion Season One, Episode Two titled crash let's get into a i don't know what redux what is like the i don't know i'm just inventing words at this time of night it's kind of late compared to when we usually start so my bad on that it is it was a great episode though i mean it really left me with two thoughts one was what the hell is that uh at the end of the episode or are we fighting an alien or is it like a spaceship that's right uh of their aliens and the other thought was ahmed you asshole um, yeah, not Manny. No, no, that uh, that son bitch just like completely does not have any love for his family. Not even he's the in, kids. He's in love with Mandy. <laughs> what Manny is and Mandy. What is Mandy's Instagram page called again? Oh, I don't know. She likes to cook food or something. That's all I remember. Yeah. Well, um, let's get into it. We got introduced to two more characters in this episode. We got introduced to Trevante, an American soldier, Marine. Yes. I uh, they look I mean I'm not going to army to me. Assume that I know but yeah, it looked like army to me. All right. Let's just say army and anybody out there want to correct us, please feel free to do so kindly. And then my personal favorite character in the show. Actually, Cass. we got we got introduced to my two favorite characters in the show, which is So you Trevon- like Casp and Trevante? Yeah, those are my two favorites. I do love Anisha as well. 
Honestly, I love all the characters in the show. It's probably the reason why it's literally one of my favorite Apple shows. But one of the things that kept on popping into my mind today was just where are you going to be when the alien invasion happens? Like, where are you? <laughs> like, you imagine if something like this occurs, um, you are, it's just in the middle of your circumstances. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO, it doesn't matter if you're a janitor, it doesn't matter if you are homeless. Like, you know, it's going to affect no matter who you are. Your job title doesn't matter. Your place in life does not matter. No. I'd say maybe the only job that does matter is being some sort of soldier connected to the government. <laughs> I think that's that's about it. Or somebody who know, who's in the know, in the government, who can get heads up about these things prior to what's going on. And unfortunately for all of the characters in this show, none of them are in that position. No. And actually, the one who's probably in the best position is uh, Yamato Mitsuki. Um, Mitsuki, the, the girl in Japan, the JASA yeah. Uh, engineer or astro astronautical engineer yeah i but i mean i don't think she really got much of a heads up either hers was was at least three hours delayed by the time that that station blew up yeah it's like japan although japan's getting like this like leeway with the aliens like japan is untouched at this point everyone else is just <laughs> dealing with the alien invasion while japan's just chilling it's because they attack the ship. They, they're just like, ah, oh, we'll, we'll pass on them for a little bit. We'll circle back later. Yeah. <laughs> Something crashes into Anisha's neighborhood, which wrecks all of their homes aside from theirs. And I would have to assume it has something to do with Luke, her child, who is, uh, I don't even know. He doesn't, all we know is that he doesn't seem to be affected by the high-pitched noise that's causing other kids' noses to bleed. Well, not in the school at least, but we do get a moment in this episode where he seems to be absolutely losing it. It's just like, it, it sounds, I mean, it looks like some like he's hearing something that's going to blow his eardrums out. That's the way he's yeah, acting at least. Yeah, the term is wajo, which scares me to even say out loud, to be honest with you. Wajo. But he continues to say it over and over and over again. And at this point, we do not know what that means, but we can only assume that whatever creature is invading the planet are the ones transmitting it to him in some way. Wajo. That's interesting. You know, the, I also wonder I'm if there's my something kid out up. the window. If he starts like repeating that over and over again, I'm just like. <laughs> your kid in the corner is just like head down. Wajo, imagine Wajo. <laughs> you have a kid and your kid just starts going, Wajo, 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 Wajo. I'd leave. It's like, it's like, see, it's like sitting in a room and seeing a dog stand up and stare at like just nothingness and, and then like start barking at it. Yeah, like, let's not talk that about would, that. <laughs> I think I figured out Mario's little trigger there. I'd I'd cry like Manny <laughs> in the Tesla. <laughs> you oh, see the scene man. where the kids are crying in the back about. Uh -huh. I mean, they're disturbed because nothing upsets a kid more. Just imagine you're a kid in this situation again. Yeah. You put yourself back in little, you know, little Zachary's uh, childhood, and imagine you start to see your parents fighting in the front while all this shit's going down, and you've never <laughs> seen them fight before. And now you're like, oh God, now they're going to fight. Like the whole, there's fire in the streets. So the, the whole neighborhood's on fire right now. Yeah. And now mom and dad are fighting. Well, they're like your only safety, like your only rock in this situation, well, really any situation. And yeah, they're, they're kind of, they're losing it. Though Anisha has it a lot more together, <laughs> together oh, she, than Ahmed does. She's man, pulling I, up her pants for I the whole I hate Ahmed's guts, man. It's ridiculous. He's very unlikable, specifically in this episode, but... We get a little bit. It's like it's like a pity party with Ahmed, right? It's it's one of these things where he oh, yeah. tells Anisha, "Hey, I was gonna leave you this week," and she says the greatest. And she's like, "Well, I'm sorry." 
Ahmed, <laughs> that this was the week that you couldn't abandon your family. Like, yeah. You, what are you thinking? You know, you get, if you're going to have an affair, this is probably a touchy subject, but whatever. Let's just say if you have an affair, there are certain things you can and cannot say to your spouse. And mm. like, you know, in this moment, you got to sack up and just kind of try to make, you know, make it work for yeah. your kids at the very least. You can't be having this meltdown in this moment. Yeah, at the very least. And this is not us condoning having an affair with, no, with it's your not. wife. But like, I mean, dude, like the We're guy, was, he wasn't going to just abandon his wife. He was going to abandon his kids. Like, his this kids guy's too. an asshole. He literally bangs on his neighbor's door as he's driving away and says, please just take me. Just take me. Just take me. I mean, at yeah. this point, he doesn't know it's an alien invasion, obviously. So maybe he's not thinking he's never going to see his kids again. He's probably Who just going to ask his neighbor to drop himself off at at Mandy's nah. house. No, that's stupid. No, I'm so, no, it doesn't matter if this was a not an alien invasion, right? Like you're thinking there was there was some bomb or explosion. You're under attack. Like you you've got to take them with you. Like you don't know what the hell it is. If you and if you didn't think it was something serious, you wouldn't be trying to just get out of there. You'd be like, okay. Let's go walk around the corner. Well, I don't think he thought... I mean, I think they think it's something serious. Yeah. But I don't think that they think it's end of the world serious necessarily. Yeah, but I mean, what's what's that movie Red Dawn? Like, if you know, what what if it's an attack like that? You got the Russians. You, who who yeah. invades in Red Dawn? Is the Russians? I, I or think is it it's the, the Russians. I want to say it's the Russians, but it's been it's been a minute since I've seen them. Oh, no. Didn't they make it the Russians this time, but before it was like the Vietnamese or something like that? Maybe. Hold on, let's see what the original Red Dawn was because I think they made it Red Dawn Original Invaders. I think they remade. They did remake it. I know Josh Peck was in the newest one. Did I ever tell you about my Josh Peck story? You have a Josh Peck story? Yeah, I ran into. Well, can Kayla you set up who I... John Josh Peck is for the audience? By the way, he's in Oppenheimer. Yeah, I know. I saw. There's a lot of people in Oppenheimer. Holy crap! I took a look at the uh, the cast. It's just it's ridiculous. Um, Josh Peck. If you don't know who Josh Peck is, he plays Josh uh, in the movie. Uh, or well, I guess it is a movie too. But the uh, Nickelodeon TV show Drake and Josh. Um, my wife and I were a few years ago. We were going to Whole Foods over here um, in in South Florida. And we ran into him at the Whole Foods. Did you get an autograph or a picture? No, I was just like, that's Josh Peck. And then there was a, there was a few other people that ran over to him for an autograph. And I was just like, huh, interesting. I wonder what was in his uh, Whole Foods cart. I don't know, but he was here for like some uh, bat mitzvah or something. You asked him about a bat mitzvah and he didn't get it. No, I, like, I, I looked it up afterwards. I, he, he had posted <laughs> something and he was at he, he was at one and I recognized the plaza that he was, uh, he was hanging out around. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was that's interesting. Cool. By the way, confirmed, it was Soviet troops in the original Red Dawn and Cuban and Nicaraguan troops too. So my, uh, my fellow Cuban compatriots uh, made an appearance in Red Dawn as well. All right. Um, I wanted to make a mention. Oh, yeah. I was speaking about affairs and stuff. I wrote, side note, this sucks for Anisha, who probably would have divorced Ahmed. You know, now he's, she's got to be stuck with this guy. I mean, For now. But, for now. But who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Anyways, don't um, know. sorry, were you going to say something? No, that was that was about it. I, I, I think I got my initial fit of rage of over Ahmad out. Well, let's talk about Ahmed, the fact Ahmed. that their names are fake, 
Uh, so we have a little story there. Their names are probably not Anisha and Manny. It's probably Ahmed and Anisha. Um, we can only assume that they faked their names, Manny, because the moment, <laughs> the moment the neighborhood's on fire, one of yeah. the one of the neighbors goes, "This is like nine eleven all over again." <laughs> and they look at his house and like, "Hey, uh, Manny, uh, why is your house not affected? <laughs> What's up with that?" And then he's like, immediately they stereotype him for being Middle Eastern or looking Middle Eastern at least. I would have looked um, like down the block and just been like, "Look, they're fine too." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though, I mean. I'm assuming they're fine. Yeah. Let's get into Casper in London. I love the fact that this show is global. So, we're seeing a bit of each different type of location. You know, Mm -hmm. we have New York, we have Oklahoma, we have Japan, and now we have London, Afghanistan. We even got the, we even got Yemen at the beginning of the season with the nomad in the middle of the desert. But we're introduced to Casper, a young kid it's one of my favorite scenes in the show when they introduce casper and he's just with his boys and one of his boys has seen boobs for the first time just brings me back to my old middle school high school days where you know you're just talking crap with the boys you know Uh but it opens up immediately and you love i love casper because he's listening to my favorite band in fact he's listening to my two favorite bands growing up wow in the bus he's listening to like my middle school go-to which was green day and then in high school he, i mean he's listening to nirvana he, it opens up with nirvana and just that, that was it i can't not like the kid after that so <laughs> that's interesting i never took you to be a green day fan well it was when american idiot came out and that was like oh, the biggest okay. song in the world yeah and um i had really at that point i had just gotten into rock like i loved acdc i loved uh i love i mean I, I love a lot of music i mean they play kendrick lamar in, in this episode too and mm-hmm. it's just Apple's got the budget to put whatever music they want in their shows. It's just ridiculous. They do. They do. They also got the uh, the product placement going on in this episode. We see some Beats. We see some MacBook Pros and all Not of very that. good product placement because <laughs> everything stops working when the alien invasion happens. So, it makes you want to go whip out your old CD player and start burning CDs again. That's true. You got to go analog, man. Yeah. Well, we get introduced to Casper who's bullied in school. He seems to have an issue with seizures because he has this medication. Yep. He gets bullied by this little douche named um, Cuttermill or something like that. Did you catch his name? I did not catch his name, no. He looks like a miniature version of the lead singer of the 1979. <laughs> right? Is that the band? Uh, I, I think it's the band. Jerome, yeah, look, is, that, is that who you're talking about? I don't know the name of the lead singer, but he looks like a minute. If I, I just did a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids to the lead singer of that band, it would look just like the kid who bullies Casper. And he has, uh, Casper has this little crush, Jamila, who's immediately turns into a fan favorite the way she stands up to the bully in the bus so mm-hmm. let's I like go line. you liked her too huh yeah yeah she's saying? uh she, she she really stands out i i have a feeling she'll be a fairly prominent character along with Casp on the show they do a well they i mean everybody in the storyline feels good because Casp looks like he has like a good group of friends you know mm-hmm. and then he has a teacher who looks out for him it's just a very interesting storyline to start that they're going on a field trip yeah. You know, I'm trying to think like of all the characters who has it, who's situated the best in terms of for this invasion. I had, I'd have to choose for doing like an NFL draft here or an NBA yeah. draft. Number one overall pick has to be Mitsuki. Like if you had to put yourself in the shoes of anybody in this show, it would be Mitsuki. Why? Because she works for a space 
agency. She's yeah, good. but her she lover has... just died. <laughs> She's been blown out of space. It's true, but she is best situated to survive this alien invasion. If I had to choose, like, all right, you got the next pick. Who are you picking next? Because that was my pick. I put myself in the shoes of Mitski. All right. As a top engineer for JASA. All right. Disregarding the uh, clearly, uh, you know, personal life issues that the guy is having. I'm going to go with Trevante. You're going Trevante here? Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm going. I mean, with- yeah. Sorry, if if I'm if I'm gonna pick who I'm with, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick myself with a gun surrounded by about a bunch of other dudes, like thirty guys with uh with guns as well. I think that's a solid number two overall pick. That's <laughs> a very solid number two overall pick. Um, are we choosing anybody from Oklahoma? Are we assuming everyone like we're not getting Oklahoma again? Like, cause Sam I don't Neil- know. Where's the sheriff, man? I want to know what's up. What we we didn't get any of that in this episode. I might have to choose him last because he seems like he <laughs> has been killed by an alien. That's what it looks like, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm holding out for him, man. I like this guy's gonna come back like possessed or something. I'm going third overall pick, Casper here. Okay, simply because he's in a bus. He finally's made a connection with his crush. He's doing okay. The downside is it seems their bus is going into a quarry. Uh, so yeah, not, not great. After seeing like asteroids fall from the sky, like they're getting bombed on as well. Not a great situation position. Yeah. Nobody's in a good You know, at least he he may, he may die in love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. If I, if I had to pick one more person. I also have to balance the fact that my number one overall pick just lost her girlfriend. Yeah. So, like, I got to, like, balance that out with the guy who just gained one in the bus. Okay. You know what I mean? So, we're balancing yeah. out heartbreak, heartache here for <laughs> one for one. All right. I'm going to go with the uh, the other person that's having some personal relationship issues. I'll, I'll pick Anisha because at least she's got some bait picking... hanging around with her. <laughs> Is there a fifth? Is there a fifth pick left? I, uh, I mean, we already ruled out the sheriff. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but I kind of don't think I am. I don't think so. I think it's just the sheriff. So yeah, sheriff's going undrafted. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> pick you up. First and foremost, he's not on my team. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, he didn't solve that mystery with the girl. Yeah. If anything, I might pick the deputy because she seems to be alive. Yeah, uh, we'll go with that. But all right, you're not picking Manny. Ahmed? No, 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 no. I'm picking Anisha because she's got some bait running around with her. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. They, if they got to go explore, go, go find some place, see if it's safe, just send him in first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to Japan. We have uh, Mitsuki, who I forgot her name. So she was Astro Girl in the, in the start of my notes until I found out what her name was later. She's making, she was making a 365 day, you know, video journal for Hinata, but. Yeah. Unfortunately, gets the news that the ship went dark and they missed their mayday signals, only to find out that the ship was blown open. Though it seems like the hole just blew open, and everyone was sucked into space. Now, at this point, it sucks for her because she thinks it's her fault because they didn't get the mayday calls, right? So at this point, she's probably thinking that this is not any alien-related um, situation. She thinks it's actually her fault, which has got to be a terrible several hours for her right yeah yeah i would imagine it's a very rough 
time. I mean, I mean, she tries to cope with it. She she ends once she finds out about what's actually happened. She ends up, you know, going home. She's just completely in shock. Her mother comes over. Yeah, and I mean, her mother cle- was clearly there was some issues with that. Yeah, I mean, the mother's not consoling her in the moment. And in fact, she's actually ashamed of Mitsuki yeah. and her lifestyle. So she doesn't really give her the motherly affection that she should, despite you know not disagreeing. Yeah. not agreeing with her you know she sees it as a fresh start that's advantageous to bring some honor to the family but yeah you know and then mitsuki goes out and you know gets drunk and finds another uh naturally she found a she yeah. hooks up with a with a girl who looks just like hinata in her mind Very but she doesn't similar. really go through with it uh, she no. kicks her out before she's able to um probably because she has a, a constant reminder of hinata in her room with that little glow-in-the-dark star on her on her bedroom ceiling. Yeah, I think she's, I mean, she's just kind of processing what's going on in this entire episode. That, that's really all that's happening. Trying to cope with it. She's angry. She's upset. She tries to kind of fill a hole here. She's got sweet digs, man. Sweet digs. I do like the apartment. I mean, like again, if, you could just have if like I could wake flat. up to that sunrise every morning. Yeah, if you could just have a flat in Japan, like say, hey, bro, we're going to give you this flat. That's a really cool apartment to have just in the middle of tokyo that it is yeah all right on to trevante we meet him in the middle of his platoon he seems to be some sort of hero who has saved everyone in his platoon at one point because everyone refers to him as a hero in fact uh, chavez's uh grandmother is honoring him over the call but not everything is great with trev he seems to be having some issues at home with seems to be his wife or his girlfriend I would assume his wife, but I, I actually have wife. not looked close enough to see if he's got a ring on his finger. Would you wear a ring? I look. If That's I was another a... question. I don't know if you would wear one out in this situation either. I'll be honest. I wouldn't wear one if I was in a, any sort of field with freaking hostiles. You know, mm-hmm. like if I'm a policeman, am I, if I'm anybody, I don't want anybody to be able to use something that I care about against me. You know? Yeah. Now that so makes I sense. Wouldn't. But we get this very cheery uh, fraternity type atmosphere here in the platoon, which we can push forward past. Let's get over to Casper because all of this stuff is just introducing. It's just us to introducing this a bunch of characters. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Get, getting you up to date with the squad. Yeah. Over on the bus, there seems to be a glitch that occurs. So we're starting to see like the effects of the invasion take place. Electronics as we know it, phone lines are down, internet is down, everything is down. And so the best position to be in is somebody with old technology. I guess uh, anything battery powered would probably be your best bet. In fact, let Mm -hmm. me tell you, Anisha talks crap about the Tesla. If that Tesla had one of those solar panels on the top, Mm -hmm. that would probably be the best vehicle to have in this scenario, if I had to guess. But it would be better Uh. if she had a truck. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of thrown by what's going on with the technology. Like, I don't think having something battery powered is helpful because, I mean, if you think about it, the Beats are battery powered, the phones are battery powered, the tablet, like everything's battery powered, right? The the, the difference is it's a little less digital. At least the device that Casp has, he's got like something that looked more like an analog device. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm also thrown one. that the that the Tesla actually worked like i kind of i guess it's not really an emp because electric and 
power does come on to some devices still. So I'm just a little thrown as to what's actually going on with the, with the technology at this point. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have fried it, which you make a good point there. I guess the best thing to have would be just like a, you know, we've talked about this before, a diesel-powered yes. truck or just anything that's gasoline-powered would probably be your best bet. I was just going to say, bring it back to the Last of Us days. Uh, go get a diesel truck. That way you can just fill it up with some less clean gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Oh, moonshine. You can put whatever you need to and start going. <laughs> All right. Uh, talk about a absolute pimp move by Casper. He doesn't do it on purpose, but he drops a notebook full of drawings where he's turned his crush into a superhero. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. If you're a kid out there listening, you're trying to talk to, you know, little Jessica in, in fifth period, <laughs> maybe consider uh, taking up some drawing, you know, make her into a little superhero and then yeah. just accidentally drop it on the floor and open up the page <sighs> to a picture that looks exactly like her. And you, you know, you never know. You might be having that classic school bus experience, one earbud and one earbud, you know? Yeah, totally. Just uh, make it the Queen of Mars or something. I'm not quite yeah. sure what was going on there. Wait, I, I don't know. She was like some conqueror or something. Yeah, he had made like a little conqueror. Great story. Great, great back uh, backstory yeah. there. My only knock on Casper, and he's, I think, I feel like he finds himself as like a, he's a very timid young, young man, you know? Mm-hmm. You just kind of want to see him come out of his shell a little bit, stand up to the bully, those sorts of things, you know? Yeah, I do. I, I would, but I also don't know what triggers his episodes. Yes, this is true. We don't, and it doesn't seem to be like typical seizures. It seems to be like uh, he gets like a shaking of the hands first, and it just the reason I say not a typical seizure is because I feel like he probably has something along the lines of what Luke has, maybe okay. a different type of thing, but maybe some sort of connection in a way. Luke Anisha's son, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there does seem to be something up with the both of them, right? I, I don't know if this if the timing was just coincidental to make me think of this or if this was actually like a, a little sneak peek of something to come. But I mean, Casper did look like he was about to have a seizure as the asteroids were coming down. So I don't know if there's some correlation with, uh, well, to be fair, Casper's kind of the reason the bus goes into the quarry because the driver freaks out in the exact moment that he freaks out to look back and see if Casper's okay. The meteors start falling. Yeah. He turns back around and there's an explosion. So it's not really Caster's fault. It's not like he wants a seizure in this moment. But it's like, I mean, I've been in a, a car accident like that where I took my eyes off the road for a split second. Yeah. Turned back around. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just bad luck. This bus was meant to go into that quarry. So also bad luck that that is the exact spot that the bus, like you don't just veer off into the part of the road that didn't have a cliff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's not that far of a drop. I also wonder what's going to happen with Montgomery Cuttermill all the way in the back of the bus. That's his name, Montgomery Cuttermill? Yeah. Monty. Monty. Monty's a cool name. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, I have some friends that named their dog Monty. So I don't know if I could get, you know, when you meet a dog with a human name, it kind of like acts as the human name for you. There was an episode of That's So Raven. Remember that? I remember the show, yeah. Where, uh, I think it was That's So Raven, where she couldn't, um, man, I might be confusing the show for something else. (laughs) (laughs) It might not be this, this show, but I'm remembering a show that someone was dating somebody in school, but the person's name was the exact same name as their dog. So they oh, couldn't boy. get past the fact that their name was the name of their pet. <laughs> you know? That's funny. It's a funny, it's like a Seinfeld scenario, you know? I don't remember the show. You've never seen Seinfeld? Uh, I've seen some of Seinfeld. I have not seen all of Seinfeld, though, no. I mean, who, I mean, very few I've... people have seen all of Seinfeld. I think. Well, not wow. very few. But I've very seen few Seinfeld. people have not seen Friends. I've seen Friends. I just don't think it's better than Seinfeld. And I'm well, going to get a lot of hate for that. But Seinfeld is, is just better to me. Just is. Okay. I am just, just saying. I, li- I mean, I like what I've seen of it. I just I haven't sat down and like watched it through. I've seen a few episodes. You don't seem like a Friends guy. You seem like a, a guy who got into Friends because of his wife. <laughs> no, I, I used to like, I, to be completely honest... And I'll probably get hate for this. I don't like Friends as much anymore <laughs> now. I liked it before. I've watched it all through like twice at least. Uh-huh. And now when I catch it on like late at night, I'm just like, what else it, is I'll there? watch it. It's, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. enjoy Friends. I'm just saying like Seinfeld is, it's like saying, look, man, I respect this person as an all-star basketball player, but he's not Michael Jordan. He's mm-hmm. not LeBron James. He's not, you know, Magic or Larry. It's like, there's there's levels to this. I don't think Friends is on the level of Seinfeld. I think it's debatable. I just don't, you know. I, I like I the old. I haven't you know, consumed I, enough material to compare it. I grew up on good sitcoms, you know. Uh, Nick at Night used to have all the all the good ones. I used to love oh, Different great. Strokes. I used to love Cheers. I used to love. Um, wasn't a big fan of Three's Company. Mm. Uh, I would watch it, but it wasn't my favorite. Um, the Huxtables. You know, those those are all great sitcoms and you know, this there's heavy there's heavy competition for best sitcom ever. Okay. Two and a half I'll... men with Charlie Sheen, terrific. <laughs> terrific. See, Ashton not, Kutcher not one, one I've I've hardly watched. The Ashton Kutcher one's not the same. But the Charlie Sheen one was fantastic. Okay. All right. Bus goes off the road. We don't see those kids again. They're probably all gone. Just kidding. We'll see in the next episode. But Makes you wonder what goes on now. What situation are these kids going to find themselves in? And what would you do, Zach, if you were the student or the teacher in this situation driving off the bus? Now, I will say this. If you see animals running all in mass in one direction, just pay attention, people. Pay attention. Yeah, the animals are always a great tale of bad things to come. If I was in this situation, I, I would like to say I wouldn't drive off a cliff. <laughs> um but i i mean i don't know I don't, I don't know what you can do once you've already gone off the road and you're gonna stop in that bus in the yeah. way he went off that road and grass no traction there's yeah. no way you're stopping you, you, that bus. you're just gonna slide all the way down yeah there's no way the only thing you can do is try to slow it down as best you can um let's sort of tie everyone together here what's going on Mitsuki tries to have a one-night stand to kind of like ease the pain, the loss that she has with 
Hinata. We have mm-hmm. Anisha, who after the whole house explodes pretty much with through like all the just glasses blowing yeah. up. Manny having a meltdown. She gets in the Tesla, takes her family and leaves. It's the last we see of her this episode to go where we don't know yet. But mm-hmm. she does resent Manny. There's a lot of uh, turmoil in that family situation. And now we leave her with co- complete charge over the entire... Um, I, I think, honestly, the whole safety of that family is in her hands at this point because he doesn't seem to be reliable at all. He lies to her at several points in this episode when he's oh, going to call 911. Yeah, when he said he was going to call 911, she catches him on the phone with his lover. Yeah. he she, I mean, that guy's a prick. I kind of hope he dies um, in some sacrificial way to, 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 to know, atone for protect his the family. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to make up for this somehow. I mean... Yeah. And I'm assuming he didn't really even make an effort to try and call 911 after he called his lover um, because he came back pretty quickly. I did love that Anisha was able to start the, the Tesla and, and go away, even though this was the vehicle that he wanted. Um, did I did I see things incorrectly? Like, were my eyes deceiving me? Or, you know, at the point that, that Anisha took Lucas and Sarah uh, upstairs, Manny was looking out the window it looked like there was like this massive like hole shaped i don't know thing going through a bunch of buildings like were my eyes deceiving me or did you see that as well i did not see that i i did not see that if you want to try to find it you can go for it but i do not recall seeing that i think it's further up in the episode yeah i think it might be where do you think this leaves Anisha like now? Like, what do you do if you're her here in this situation? I don't know. I mean, start by driving far away for sure. Where are you going in this situation? Here, I've got it. I've got this stopped on 34 minutes and 17 seconds. Okay. And is that just me or like, is that like a massive? Can you, can you rewind it 10 and let's watch it? Let's yeah, see. let's. Let's take a peek. This is the live reaction, y'all. So the family comes to the window here and they're looking out. And it, yeah, it just looks like there was like a series of homes or buildings and just like a shockwave punched through all of them. Just like going down. I don't know what it could have been unless it was, you know, when you see the ship later in the episode, it has like these long legs. Yeah. Maybe it was like hovering close to the houses and it seems like a very powerful thing. Maybe it just like bulldozed through <laughs> the houses and continued going. But who knows? And where are these ships going to? I don't Is know. one I in mean, the middle of Afghanistan? They're all over the place from what I can tell. Yeah. And they seem to be like organic living ships too. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why I was like, is this an alien or is it the ship of the alien? Right. I mean, we, we do see it moving. It looks alive, though I have seen a lot of, don't ask me to name one because I could not do that, but I have seen a lot of shows with extraterrestrials that where, you know, they, they have some sort of craft and the craft also appears to be living. What's interesting is Casper describes himself as an alien huh. in this episode. When Jamila asks him, who's, who's, that, who's that boy in the painting sitting on the, on the planet or the moon? Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's just an alien. He's nobody. So he describes himself as an alien in this episode, which makes me wonder. 
I don't know if there's much to it other than that he probably feels like an outsider, right? Like he's always getting bullied. Like maybe that's just his way of, you know, envisioning himself, seeing, you know, maybe. saying like this, this is how I feel. Although I will say the invasion feels very coordinated. It feels very like this was a plan. This was a coordinated plan. Yeah. To make this occur. Well, yeah, I don't think a bunch of aliens just accidentally crashed into no into Earth. Not. Yeah. All right. Well, Trev continues his mission here. They're looking for a platoon where that comms went dark on. So they end up in this village and the people are in disarray with this huge language barrier and they're seeing something that they've never seen before, which is this giant sort of sand pillar, but the sand is moving upward. It's It's a... Very interesting anomaly in the desert where they end up finding the platoon who probably was investigating the situation in the first place. But yeah, um, we end the episode with Trevante and his and his platoon going into this circle like they break through the pillar and see in the center of it, the ship that's there that reacts. It's definitely reacting to the threat in front of them. 100%. And the soldiers open fire. And this sonic boom sends them pretty much flying backwards and we cut to black yeah. to end episode two of Invasion. Hopefully not flying backwards to their deaths. Um, From singing Moana together to <laughs> facing an alien all within like an hour. What a way to go. Um, yeah, this thing in the desert kind of reminded me of uh, what we were seeing in Oklahoma a little bit, right? Like... It's not one-to-one, but it was similar. Like, at least the way that, that this was revealed to us. Like, there's just this... There's something out in the distance that there's a bunch of things flying around. Things flying around, but we don't really know yet. There's so much mystery still to the invasion. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Lots of questions. Lots of questions to answer. Almost none of them have been. But I always love... I said this with Silo. So if you're out there listening to the show and you want to watch Silo, we did an entire commentary series on it. That's a sci-fi dystopian show on Apple TV, which is excellent, starring Rebecca Ferguson, who you can catch in the latest Mission Impossible film with Tom Cruise. And in the coming Dune sequel, she's the mm-hmm. mother of Paul Atreides, a.k.a. Timothy Chalamet's character. But yeah, I said, like, any of these sci-fi mystery shows... The first few episodes are always like the key, right? How do you set this up? Because once you see the alien, mm-hmm. once you see the monster, it either gets better or gets considerably worse. But the <laughs> mystery part is like the the highlight for me. Yeah. The, the seeing what people do, how they react, all of that is just terrific to me. Yeah. I mean, this was still another episode like a, a setup. We have finally seen the thing, you know, less of just like a little little glimpse before you're blown back in the middle of the desert. But um, I'm, I'm, like I said earlier in the episode, I'm still holding out for uh, for the sheriff to come back. Yeah, and typically speaking, if since it's a TV show, you wonder how these characters are going to be. How, how why are why do these characters, for now, let's say uh, Sam Elliott's character Mm -hmm. right anisha trevante casper and mitsuki how do these five tie into each other's lives what is it the unifying thing you would hope that there's some sort of 
connection, right? Or something that occurs where their storylines cross over at some point. I completely agree. I mean, I I would be disappointed if the only connection they had was that they were all experiencing some alien attack in different places of the world. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I do wonder if they will somehow come together and how they would come together versus just seeing like a a constant like stream of five different stories throughout this entire season. I, I do hope that, that we get to see maybe, maybe some teaming up and I mean, they're all very like dynamic, like they're very different from each other. So maybe great they'll complement each other well. Great casting, all very interesting characters, all very interesting looking to mm-hmm. um, just well done on the casting department. But if they were going to do something like this, where each character was completely distinct and not connected at all, then you might as well just make it like a Black Mirror type or a criminal type where each episode yeah. is its own plot or you get like a little short film about each character, you know? Mm-hmm. But no, no. Yeah, the, this episode has lost its Black Mirror vibe, which I'm happy about. Black Mirror is That's great, right, you did but... say it had a Black Mirror vibe. Yeah, the, the first episode kind of felt a little Black Mirror-ish. This one is is definitely, you know, started to pivot and, and you know, take on its own, uh, its own vibe as, as you watch the show. I think the most Black Mirror thing about this episode is probably the racial profiling of Manny. The yeah. moment, like, the houses start exploding, everyone <laughs> looks at the Middle Eastern looking guy. Oh, it's so and that. That's like a Black Mirror-esque kind of statement on society. And mm. then Casper with the only device in the bus to not stop working. Additionally, probably another one would be Luke having some sort of connection to the alien. That seems to be something else that Black Mirror would do. But yeah. anyways, just trying to tie parallels. Oh, good. Well, we do have some categories for this episode. You ready to get into them? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Category number one. Who was your favorite character? Uh, Favorite character, Casper, in this one, okay. for sure. Okay. I'm going to go with Anisha. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a damn good one. I know, right? A damn good one. Um. All right. Best scene in the episode. I love the scene with Casper and Jamila where they connect on the bus. That's probably my favorite scene. Okay. Fair. My favorite, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't really tie it down. Well, I guess I could tie it down to one specific scene, but it was really just the bits with the uh, military personnel, you know, going out on this, uh, you know, potentially search and rescue mission. Uh, it was the only part of this show so far that's felt like investigative, right? Like oh, they, yeah, they, were, yeah. they were going to like, to like try and look. It was pretty suspenseful. I liked it. I, I felt like it was well done. Plus, that's where we get the reveal of the ship. So I, I, I've got to give it to that. Okay, cool. How about best line or lines of the episode? That I, got, I don't I have. Got two. It doesn't feel like that type of show to me with the, it, with it, the best line. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I, I wrote two down. What you got? Uh, funnily enough, they're both. Uh, one is from Anisha. The other one was set around <laughs> Anisha. Okay. Uh, the one was just the comment from the, the child. I, I think it was Sarah. She was like, you smell good, daddy. <laughs> oh, that one actually triggered me um, because just imagine how Anisha feels in that moment. She has to get fresh air because now yeah. her daughter, her child is complimenting the scent of her husband's lover. Yep. Yep. That's like a... Ooh, that's, that's, that's like a make you skin like the crawl. knife being twisted in your back or something. Oh, jeez, yeah. Man. The other one that I have was Nugget in the fucking car, you child from Anisha. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you can't turn the damn car on. I'll do it myself. Yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, she wears. She absolutely takes control 
of the whole situation, which is terrific. But um, yeah. Yeah. What do you thinking so far? Two episode check in with you. You're a new show watcher here. What What are your thoughts so far on Invasion? I am a new show watcher. I've I, I'm liking the show. I've, I I want to watch the next one. Like again, I still find it hard to not watch the next episode. Yeah. Um, but I am hoping that we start to see a pivot in the uh, the storytelling of, of of the show with the next episode. Like, I, I don't really want to get another introduction to another set of characters and have to see their, okay, and then this is how, you know, they first experienced this alien invasion. Um, I, I want to start seeing some more some more things. You want to see progression in the yeah. storylines. Yeah. yeah Understood. 100%. Understood. I feel like this is the last of the introductory stuff cool. for the most part. Awesome. Other than okay. that, I'm loving it. It's great. Nice. By the way, I think we should make that NFL draft thing a part of our categories at some point. Okay. Like drafting scenarios at the end of an episode. Maybe not every episode, but like at certain points. But anyways, like thank you all for tuning in to tonight's episode of Invasion. We're seeing some decent numbers, some decent traction. We hope that you are giving the show a shot. We think you'll like it if you like some of the other shows we cover. Speaking of the other shows we've covered, if you want to catch... Our Silo commentary, we did an entire season one companion show to Silo, which most of you out there, that's how you first got introduced to us. But if you haven't, for some godforsaken reason, you should go listen to Silo. But more importantly, go watch it because I'm jealous that you haven't experienced how fun the first season of it was. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, the main focus of our channel right now is our Foundation Season 2 coverage, which we're doing instant reaction drops on Thursday nights or Friday mornings and deep dives on Sunday nights. So if you're enjoying Foundation and you haven't caught up to season two yet, we also did a Foundation season one commentary coverage for you if you want to catch that. And if you want to explore some of our other shows, you can head on over to soapbox.house and see that we've done some Last of Us on there. We've done some White Lotus, done some Peaky Blinders, a lot of Peaky Blinders. And we got more coming for you. And uh, as always, like, Follow, subscribe, hit us up on YouTube with a nice subscribe on there. We're trying to grow our channel there and our subscriber list. We have a newsletter list for you. And Zach's also including a form where we are Ooh. taking on some feedback from the community of things you may want to see on the channel, things maybe you've been asking for, and just get a general pulse on the community out there. So thank you all for joining us for this ride. and. I will leave the rest to Zach. Well, before I get into the outro, I did want to touch on uh, the Silo show. It, it really is a great show. Uh, I was talking to somebody uh, like literally a couple of weeks ago and I introduced them to the show, but they don't have Apple TV. They haven't watched the show, but I got them to read the book and this guy's been plowing through. He's already, on, he's already read book two. Like he, oh, wow. he lo absolutely loves it. Um, the show is great, though, so if you have Apple TV, go watch the show. You will love it. Oh, by the way, I want to give a shout out to an audience member out there. It was somebody starting their podcast, and we spoke. Uh, I spoke to this gentleman earlier on, and um, yeah, if you're out there and you got something to say, please feel free to reach out and share your, your podcast, your content with us, you know. Uh, we'd love to see what you guys are up to and working on and, and connect with you guys on a, on a deeper level. But yeah, kudos to you out there who took the step to start your pod. And uh, we're here if you got any questions on how to get it off the ground. So thank you all for tuning in. Zach, do you are you going straight to the outro now? What, what are we doing? Yeah, I will go straight to the outro. 
So thank you for listening to this episode of Invasion by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. We have a bunch of playlists over there for the different shows that we've been covering. So you can catch all of those videos nice and you know, organized for you. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. Visit us on Twitter at soapboxhouse. And finally, there are a couple links this time in the description down below to sign up for our newsletter and to, uh, you know, submit some responses to our questionnaire if you want to help us, you know, get some feedback and continue to build this community. Awesome. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, Zach, you want to see our tagline? (laughs) Uh, What is it? Stay safe. (laughs) Don't go outside. (laughs) We won't use our tagline from last week, but all right. That's why I laughed. All right, guys. Take care. Peace. Peace.